0: Hi guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and today we're coming at you with a uh, a full-length episode, and we're just going to chat a little bit oh, about some things here and there. Um, our first things we're going to do is, uh, me and Nick helped out with uh, um, Ellsworth uh, Strength Center's um, Cowtown shootout over the weekend, and a uh, strongman competition there put on uh, by Chris and uh, his crew, and it was a... Uh, Me and Chris, or me and Nick, had volunteered to help Chris. I I volunteered like a Kansas Charles man in April and chatted with him a little bit about it. I knew that I was going to be competing, actually, this weekend. Um, As you guys hear this, I'll be competing this weekend in Florida, and so I knew that I didn't want to compete. And I figured I'd help out and see what that was about. So that was uh, definitely makes you uh, look at it and be thankful for those people who do help out in all those competitions. Amen. I feel like I competed yesterday honestly like I'm I'm not as sore as I would be but I'm still that's wore, because the hell out
1: that's cuz Matt and I were telling you no on the yeah. husa no <laughs> yeah they wouldn't let me pick up much weights <laughs> yeah cuz Nate always ends up like I shouldn't say always but has a couple of times in the past gotten like injured before a contest and he's trying to rehab trying to cut weight and all that other good stuff so when it came to the really heavy husa fell stone which we'll get into more uh, Nate wanted to pick it up to be able to reset, and we were like, hey, no. But I think you did get, what, one? You got one in?
0: Yeah, but it was only like 200 pounds.
1: Okay. Only. Um, So, uh, you just want me to, like, go... I got the or all of the uh, the items pulled up. You just want to go over them one by one? Yeah. Okay. yeah let's, let's talk about each event. <clears throat> so, the first event was uh, sponsored by Revis. So, they called it the Revis Strength Sandbag Over Shoulder, uh, which had several weights and... The uh, the sandbags went all the way from 100 up to uh, 250 was the highest mm-hmm. open super heavyweight was 250. So essentially, it was just lift the sandbag and as long as it goes up and over your shoulder, like that's a rep. And however many you could get in a minute, yeah. Which and to was... me,
0: these weights like on most of these didn't seem they seem pretty light. But that's comparing them to the nationals, which is the last competition I was really paying attention to. You know, because the heavyweight presses were what I'm going to be pressing at my middleweight in uh, Florida.
1: Uh, well, I think, but you're, you, how many are you pressing that for reps in Florida? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say because this, like typically when we're moving those heavyweights, we're moving them and loading them. So it's kind of like the pick it up and move it once kind of yeah. thing. Whereas this was as many times as in a minute. So I could see why the weights would just be a little bit less so they wouldn't be, you know, overwhelming.
0: Yeah. And, Well, I guess I'll have something, it'll be similar on mine, the stone to shoulder is similar to the um, stone or the sandbag over shoulder, basically the same movement, you're just popping under it instead of uh, catching it on your shoulder.
1: Well, I thought, I personally thought that that event went really well. It was kind of cool and kind of nice to, I mean, just, yeah, just, just overall. So the contest started at what, 945? Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, the contest started at nine 45 and we walked out of there at like what? 2:30, mm-hmm. 30, or three. So it, it went really fast. It went really well. And so there were tons of sandbags. So there was the opportunity for multiple weight classes, multiple people to, um, uh, multiple people to that you could run through that event at any one time. So that one actually went really quickly. I remember basically I was timing for that is all I did. Yeah. And I think we went through like I think I only had like two classes or two like sections or whatever you want to call it weight weight uh divisions, and so it, it went really quick because there was probably like what six stations there was four, six, six, there was four? Mm-hmm. I thought there's more than that there was four,
0: and then once, and then we kind of swapped around then there was four again or something
1: like that okay but it it went really quick um and so that there's not really much to say about that one. Um, I think that all of the competitors did pretty well at that one. There mm-hmm. wasn't really, I only saw, I think one person, if I remember correctly, that was kind of struggling with the weight. There was um, one of
0: the middle weights that I don't, I don't know, I don't think he got it, <clears> but.
1: I oh, okay. That. There was one female I saw that she was struggling too, but I think, I think she was maybe new. I and if she isn't new, I don't remember her. I hadn't seen her. So that was
0: the same with that middleweight. I'd never seen him compete before. Yeah. He was, he was smaller. I'm, he was in the two twenty weight class, which would have been mine, um, but I bet he wasn't two hundred pounds or right at it. So he's yeah. a smaller guy.
1: And that's not to say that like we're talking crap or anything. We're just talking about the weights overall, like meaning that those were, you know, definitely very doable. They mm-hmm. weren't they weren't overbearing. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next thing is then uh we were outside under a tent, which was nice. And, uh, so after that we took all of the, the rubber mats and then we lined them up in two lines and then we started doing the duck walk, which was, um, a power pin walk 35 feet drop turn and come back 35 feet. And then it's, uh, whoever had the, um, the shortest time. And then they, they also, if you went and it also, if you dropped it at any point you were done yeah. and then we would measure, you know, how far you went to the drop mm-hmm so
0: 70 feet was the max most most people got this full 70 yeah i would say and i would say the 70%. people that
1: yeah i'd say the people that didn't get it were the people that were trying to basically run with it in their with it in their hands that was Stu. he got and he got in a rush and way to put him, way to put him it. on blast right. <laughs> he, he'd be okay with it um but yeah there, there were actually several people that that biffed it trying to go too fast um, and, and that was on that was on both sides because, you know, we had the two pins. We had the, the pins with the big plates and the pins with the small plates, just depending on what division was competing. And so, it, it you know, there was one guy, though, and I don't remember his name. He was a shorter, like, maybe Hispanic-looking guy that almost biffed it and made, made like, the greatest save I've ever seen, like, somebody walking. With, like, you thought for sure that thing was going to hit the ground, and he was like, nope, and, like, Made it to the end and then put it down, turned around and went all the way back again. And I, w- I was just like, whoa, like, you know, clapping my hands and everything. Yep. Um So that that one that one went a little bit slower because we only had two lanes on that one. Um and it always seems like the the females and the teens would always finish before the guys. And I don't know why. Was there just was there more, I assume?
0: Yeah, there there was like ten guys in two of our weight
1: classes. Okay. So it always seems like that that the the ladies were waiting on that. And then, like, because when we moved into the overhead medley, you know, uh, Chris was like, all right, all right, let's get this started. And I was just like, I told Chris, I was like, hey, I was like, all the ladies over there have been sitting, like, just chilling for the last, like, 45 minutes or maybe more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so they are probably like cold by now. Like, are you going to give them the chance to come over and like warm up or anything? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. Like, let's just give it, give them a couple minutes to warm up and everything. And so we threw some weights on the ones there on the east side and allowed them to, you know, get at least try to get some of a warm up in before we started. But the overhead medley was axle one rep, log clean and press two reps, and then circus dumbbell clean and press three three reps. Uh, and then it was a 60-second time limit. So what were your perceptions on that?
0: Um, I mean, the biggest thing that people fought was the uneven surface. You know, it was on a brick brick street, and so you got that big, like, arch in your street, and they were facing, like, towards what would be your your dotted lines in the middle, you know, and so um, they were downhill, like their he- heels were downhill, and so it was kind of difficult for guys to keep their balance a little bit, and that was a little... Scary, but I mean overall it seemed like the most most people were able to finish it until you got up to the super heavyweights. And they were pressing two seventy five, two seventy five, and then
1: one fifty.
0: Yeah. Which I feel like the first two were the heavy ones and then the one fifty was the one that was um not as bad for him.
1: Well, and they were having to press that, that uh two seventy five log twice. Sure. So it was The overhead press was first in the axle bar, then the log, and then the and it was a twelve inch log. Yeah. And and then a twelve inch dumbbell. And I'm I'm looking at those personally because I'm 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 shooting for competing in open in the Tully Memorial uh, contest in December. So I'm looking at these weights because I would be an open men super heavyweight. So the the strength, the sandbag over shoulder, like I could do it. I wouldn't do it like 20 times or anything but mm-hmm. I could do it um, and then the duck walk at 360 because there was there was one time that I moved the 360 pen back about halfway and that wasn't bad I mm-hmm. think I could have easily done that 70 feet if I just took my time and didn't try to stew it you know mm-hmm. um, and but I will tell you those overhead presses at 220 275 275 150 whew.
0: Would have been rough.
1: I don't think I could do it, man. I legit don't. I don't think I could do that. I'd like to try it to see if I could.
0: Yeah. I know I couldn't. Two twenty five was whooping my ass in the gym.
1: In that I case, in I won't be able to do it. <laughs> um, you know, I mean circus dumbbell is something that I'm okay with. That I'm okay at. Like that one ten at Kansas Strongest was like not hard. Mm-hmm. Um and granted that was a novice, so but I think I think mine... I might go do it. My
0: pressing, my pressing is my, it's the bane to my existence, sure really? overhead press, I'm no good at
1: it. Hmm. Um, and then the 325 husa carry, uh, I did lift the 325 husa fell stone a couple of times, granted, you know, we were, and we'll get more into that cause that's, that's probably going to be what we were talking about the most when it comes to the husa cause that was a, that was a beast for, for the people that were helping. Well, uh, probably for the competitors, too, but...
0: That one took forever. Yeah. Those running the Hoosfeld took forever. Yeah. Because it was max distance in a minute, you know, so guys were going almost that full minute a lot of times. Yep. And it just, the reloads took forever, and um, I know now at Midwest Strongest Man where they did it off the floor, and so your um, helpers didn't have to load it onto a box every time.
1: The competitors were happy they didn't have to do it from the floor. I remember Marcus Tapio talking about that, and... Uh, I, I remember like looking at that going, wait a minute, we're going to have to, every time they drop this, we're going to have to pick this thing up. Like somebody has to, cause Matt and I tried to pick it up with him and I doing it. And it's just such an awkward object. It was almost as tough or worse. It was like a monkey fucking a football trying to pick that thing up. So we just opted to just kind of switch off back and forth of loading that thing. Cause we put it up on a box and I forget what the height of the box was. Let me just go look at the 20 the inches. Rules. Uh I'll have to take your word for it because it doesn't say.
0: It was it was twenty inches and then the novice, I think it was thirty.
1: Okay. So thirty six maybe. We were having to lift that, like I don't know how how many spots were there? There were sixty six spots, fifty four athletes, so and I think he read off probably six athletes that didn't show up. So let's just say that's roughly fifty. Mm -hmm. So we, we picked up that who's stone roughly 50 times between the three of us. And I think you had like, what, two, Mm -hmm. like two or three that you picked up. And I think Chris picked up two or three, but then the rest were Matt and I, and my back was my, my upper back just of like squeezing that and picking it up, man. I I spent the, like that last half of that, like just that, like putting your arms back, like in a chicken wing, almost like trying to get your back to pop, but there was nothing to pop because it was just muscle fatigue.
0: That that fell is it's not fun at all. And this one was a little different than the one we've got. Ours is like flat on both sides. This one's got some indentions and stuff to more represent the actual yeah. boulder, the Hoosefell right. stone that like a natural stone. So it was I don't know, that one would have been rough. And that's always a max distance carry and it's it ain't no fun. You can't breathe underneath that heavy ass piece of steel. Yeah.
1: Well, they, and then also to add insult to injury, was it got dropped so many times with so much weight in it that like the handle came off and <clears throat> the locking mechanism was kind of foobar. And then like the actual like lid itself was bent a little bit with some athletic tape. We put some, um, uh, put some tape around it and, uh, <laughs> we put that, we put that around it just to kind of make a, a, a handle out of it. And then that's what we could do to, <coughs> excuse me what we'd use to like lift it and open it and be able to put like different um different weights and and take some weights out and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there at the end it was we were pulling weights out to put that 325 back up on the yeah, on the block.
1: Well, we there were a couple of times in the beginning like just for fun cuz I wanted to play with it that I picked it up and like carried it back to the box. The 325? The, no, 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 no. The <laughs> low, the lower <laughs> the lower weights. Um the 325 was just from right there at the box lifting it up to the to the box, mm-hmm. so I mean, at least I know I could do that. Um, but, but what I was getting at was like we there was a dolly there, and we started using the dolly and picking it up wherever it laid, and then rolling it over to the box and then picking it up on there. Mm-hmm. But that was, I was, uh, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I moved more weight. The move, oh, I don't feel like I know I did. I, feel, I moved significantly more weight yesterday than if I'd just competed.
0: Yeah, and halfway through, Chris got tired of working on the. Actually, the next event was, this was going on simultaneously, was the Hercules hold. Yeah. So the girls were on the Hercules hold, which that is, there's two pillars on either side. Um And then you've got chains and you're holding out in a, like a T formation kind of, and you're holding on to these posts. And... uh I
1: love how you're doing it. Like people are going to be able to see you.
0: I'm just trying to describe it in my head and <laughs> see what my body would look like. I don't know. Um <laughs> Go look it up if you want to know what it looks like. <laughs> but um, it was basically a grip thing, and the, the weight is pulling down against, and it's just your max hold time, basically. Um, about halfway through, we got through all the guys on who's fell, and Chris came over. He's like, we're switching. No. And then, so that's what I did for the second half. And that was, I was just picking up, I think it was 100 and, 50 pounds per side or something like that?
1: If you say so. All I know is when we went to move that thing back inside, that was rough and it had you and I carrying it. It
0: was freaking heavy and I had to pick it up by myself and I had a 25-pound plate hanging from it. And then basically I just like let down slowly and let the let it tension on the whoever was there, like the heavyweights or whatever. and um, They'd um, feel most of the weight on their body and then they'd nod, Rachel would say, go, and then I'd let go. And it was heavy enough to where there were some guys that couldn't hold on to that thing, and they were dropping it instantly. So I had to be holding on to it with one arm above my head, like standing out to the side um, to try and uh, avoid it possibly falling on me and injury. And It was kind of a, a dangerous lift in that tent. It was uh, definitely a definitely a cool one, though. It's something that I want to go play with a little bit. That's one thing with us helping Chris. He told us we could come up and live with and Yeah. I want to go, go up there and use the Hercules hold. And he's got a really nice gym up there in Ellsworth. If, if you ever open that area, you should stop in and check it out and get a lift in there with some nice strongman equipment. And
1: Don't ask him about the upstairs. Yeah. What about it? Remember the joke you made about the upstairs? Oh, I I thought the upstairs was cool. Well, somebody made an upstairs about like it being like the sex dungeon or something like that. It's a big it, ass sex dungeon. And he said, and he said, he goes, Hey, man, don't question what I do to be able to pay for the gym. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I thought the, I, I really wanted to play with that Hercules hold because um, grip is something that, like, I am actually really good at when it comes to keeping my grip on things. So uh, I'd really remember like to play this with guy
0: it. lived in his parents' basement for a long, long time. So that's why he's got good grip <laughs> strength.
1: Uh, so, anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> We're, we're gonna not continue on that conversation anymore. <laughs> but um, the the thing is, is like it's not just grip; it's also like that upper body, like in the traps and delts and everything like that that have to be.
0: Shoot, there was one guy that stepped off there and pulled a hammy. Really? Yeah.
1: Was that the guy in the cutoff jean shorts? Yep. Yeah, the cutoff jean shorts, and the, he ended up winning like second or third. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing, I was his he last was the one event. he was supposed
0: to be a middleweight and came in twenty nine pounds heavy for the competition. <laughs> Oh, so he ended up competing heavyweight and took oh, second heavyweight. Well, I guess at least he could hold his own. Yeah. That one, I, I'm kicking myself a little bit for not competing because I would have qualified for nationals, I think. You know, it was, I mean, if things would have went, like, smooth for me and I didn't get hurt, this and that, I probably would have qualified fairly easily for nationals. But it is what it is. We're going to go to Florida and see about qualifying in a pretty competitive environment. So
1: That and you get to see Vinny, so win-win. Yeah. Well, I, and not only that, but it wouldn't have made much sense to compete two weeks in a row. Why not? That that's not that's not good. not do that? Cause it's too hard on yourself. <laughs> Don't be soft. That's because you're 21, and nothing like that bothers you anymore.
0: 21, 26. I feel like I'm 46. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because of your terrible choices, like trying to compete twice in a week, if you were.
0: I would say more of my terrible choices are the amount of beer that I consumed when I was younger and <laughs> try to consume still. Hey, we've been better, though. I haven't drank for three weeks
1: now. Yeah, I actually had a beer after the contest, and he didn't. I even, I even asked him, like, hey, does this taste weird to you? And he still wouldn't even take a drink of that. So, good for you.
0: If it I'm wouldn't tired. have been a red beer, I might have taken a drink of it. <laughs> but I'm not a huge red beer fan.
1: I didn't ask if you liked it. I asked if it tasted weird.
0: It would have tasted weird because it was a red beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like in a in a like it was like
0: you know what it was is that can of tomato juice had been open in the fridge for four well, that's weeks.
1: Kind of you know? what I what it tasted like. That's why the last like half of it I just downed it to call it good because it started like when I first drank it, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, that's hitting the spot. Like it didn't taste like that. Yeah, but like the, the nasty further down, in the yeah, bottom. I say the further. <laughs> <laughs> the further down I got, I was like, gross. Nice and chonky. Um, but the, uh, the the food was good afterwards, too. What was the place called? Payden's? Payden's Cafe. Cafe.
0: Yep, there in Ellsworth. I like Ellsworth. It's a nice little town.
1: Yeah, I agree. I that was know. the first time
0: I'd been to that. It's called, is it the Cowtown Celebration or Cow-
1: Oh, Old Cowtown Shootout Celebration thing. Because they did have. S- it's deep- like
0: Nickerson's Clear Nearly <throat> or Sterling's Fourth of July or Warrior yeah. Fest. Or- they had
1: a two hour. Or more long parade. Yeah, it lasted it lasted forever. I
0: thought it was over, and I would look up and hear a fire truck, and then like an hour later, you see a tractor tractor rolling by, revving up. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? How's this parade not over yet?
1: <laughs> well, and I was asking Felicia or uh, Heather. I was like, Heather, I was like, are are they like going around the block or or what? Like, and she's like, no, she's like, it's something different each time. I was just like, holy crap, man! And of course, they were moving it like five miles an hour too so that probably helped because they were not going fast at all yeah it it was way slower than sterling's
0: it was a long parade and honestly it looked like they had a really good turnout for people and vendors and all that stuff looked like it was busy for most of the morning so and there was a good turnout there at the competition too there was a lot of people
1: yeah i was actually amazed how many spectators there were yeah um I mean, the fact that it was outside and that, and then plus it was cool because, you know, the whole the whole thing behind Strongman is the show, right? Like you're, you're essentially putting on a show. Mm-hmm. It's a strength expo. Yeah. And there were people that were coming from the city of Ellsworth, you know, that were walking up that, you know, they weren't gym rats. They weren't family members. <laughs> I mean, you watched family members with their kids that just got done playing at those splash pad bouncy house things that they had stuff. They would walk up and they were. They were like with their kids, just watching us and checking out, seeing situation. what was going on, and it was pretty cool. Um, so take a little bit of time to kind of run through these events when it came to like how how well Fatima did. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I didn't see her at all.
1: Okay, well I paid attention to all of them. So just remember that when you go to write your will, Fatima, that that I was there and I paid attention to you, and he didn't. I was, a, that.
0: I was a scorekeeper the whole day. Like I was
1: writing the whole time. Well, let me pull up. Let me pull up the uh, the scoreboard so I can like talk about like what exactly she got in each event. But I will say uh, it was cool to watch because watching her prep in the gym too is like she she put the work in. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she definitely did, and she did a, a really really good job. Um, and she was in the novice women's class. So on the sandbag over shoulder, she ended up. Um, she ended up getting second place in that with eleven reps. Who did she lose to? Uh there were two women that tied, Emma and Jesse. Okay. They tied at fourteen reps. But it was interesting to watch because Fatima told us and her, her sandbag over shoulder was a hundred pounds.
0: Those other two have been well, Emma's been training for a lot longer than Fatima has, and Jesse's a lot heavier. And I think she's been training for a little while too.
1: But um it was it was interesting because Fatima didn't have any problem with that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, she she just kept going. She wanted us to like. It was funny because she wanted us to scream at her, uh, which ended up getting us in trouble with Scott later on, which I'll I'll tell you about here in a minute when we get to that. But um, she she she's like the way you're going to motivate me is like just yell at me, like scream me, like tell me like keep going, motivate me and all that. And seeing her face, like she just switched that switch on of like the angry face then as soon as she was done, she was back to like smiling Fatima. So the first one, she got second place and that was for um, 11 reps. And then the next event was the duck walk, which she got all 70 feet in 14.97 seconds, which got her third in that event. Again, losing to Emma and Jesse by, let's see, Jesse got it done and three seconds sooner. And then Emma got it done and like, 1.9 1.9 seconds so not not a significant spread there uh let's see and then the overhead medley fatima got all of the lifts done in 28.31, and she again she got third in this uh she missed second place by a six tenths of a second that's how that's how much difference there was that she missed it um and then oh no i read that wrong she got second place in that my apologies uh, Emma missed second place by six tenths of a second. And then, uh, the Hercules hold Fatima did that for one Oh two. And she got, uh, one, two, three, fourth place. One, two, three, four, fifth place. She got fifth place in that. And I don't know They all it would say on that was quote unquote heavy, which yeah. it very much was. And I don't, I don't know what that was. Um, <clears throat> and then in the Husafell carry, Fatima got, she got third, and she got uh, 255 feet, which second was 276 and first was 280. So, uh,
0: I think the furthest one I saw was like three, no, there might have been a 400 on the guys.
1: Let's see, there's a 332, novice men, 332. Is that Henry. Hank. Yep. Henry Shank. Yeah. 3.30. Or Snake.
0: Sh- yeah, that was... I think they call him Hank. He would have been, I think, the the longest run.
1: Yeah, three, 3.32 is the longest that I he see. He was there.
0: calling ass.
1: Because uh, the next closest to 3.32 is... There's a 2.97. 2.96. So, yeah, 297 was the closest in any of the categories.
0: And this is a 35-foot course. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of turnarounds on that. Yeah.
1: Well, and speaking of that, that's what we got in trouble for was we, we were yelling so much at Fatima just trying to, like, motivate her. that She said, like, afterwards, because Scott was, like, uh, getting on to Felicia and I saying, like, hey, like, if you're yelling at her so loud that, like, the, that the judges can't even tell them, like, to turn around and she can't hear her time cues or anything. Cause she kept walking after she got called time because she couldn't hear cause we were all like cheering on for her so loud. And then Scott was like, Hey, you know, like it's cool that you like cheer your person on and encourage them, but not at the detriment of them being able to hear the judge. Yep. Um, and, and I felt bad for that cause she probably could have gotten a little bit more distance. Um. not sure if it would have been enough to get her second place. Cause there's a, there's a almost a 30 foot gap there. Um, but a, well, 20, almost 25 feet. And so, so I don't think that would have made like the difference between second place or a difference in a podium position, like moving to the next podium position. But it was a good learning experience. You could, though. Yeah. You know, it, it was a good learning experience. I mean, I would have, I, I, I learned something from that. And because she would have gotten one point difference. And there was.
0: I don't hear shit when I'm competing. Not there was thing.
1: six and a half yeah, six and a half points different between her and second place. So that would have made the difference between one point. So that wouldn't have. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, is that it was a valuable lesson learned. Um, You know, and Scott's always, you know, it's something I'd never thought of or considered, you know. I was just like doing what she asked me to do. But it, it was detrimental in the end because she kept going after time was called, which wasn't dangerous or anything, but it just illustrated the point of like she can't hear you. And even Fatima said, like it was a little much i was ha- i i didn't know when to turn like the only way she knew to turn was cuz she could like kind of look break. down and see see the uh like the little cone or whatever mm-hmm. so um but i just wanted to give a shout out to fatima you know she put in the work and she got third place in her uh, in her contest or a first strongman contest strong woman contest in this case and so good work keep up the good work and and i was thinking to myself you know i'm the only person that has not gotten a podium now I am inadequate. No. Um but uh it, it was it was cool to see her compete and see her have fun. Her family came out to see her, her husband, her kids. Um, Heather was there, Felicia, Nate and I were there and we were all just doing our best to cheer her on when you know, when Nate wasn't busy working on uh his part of the health. I didn't out. really
0: get to watch her at all. It was I was Matt's right hand man the whole time. Like running scores in and writing down all the scores and helping load weights and yeah, it was it was fun though. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed being in that. And well, it's just kinda... bullshitting with all the guys that are there. You know. Yeah. I mean, like Stu, he's from Nebraska, but he comes down to a lot of competitions. Um, Rusty, um, who else? Uh, met um, a guy named Jeff Underhill, right? Yep. And yep. he's
1: running for his uh, seventy-fifth district. Is what he said. Yeah, Junction City area. Yeah. And uh, Geary County.
0: He's running. Um, what did he say like he uh, doesn't have anybody running
1: against he's running him. Unopposed, unopposed for the so. for the house spot there
0: he said they pretty much already set up meetings and stuff for him in the Capitol and this and that because i mean he's gonna win and um, it was cool talking to him seth another person running for office for governor you guys have uh heard seth talk on the podcast and he he competed on uh Saturday, too, and he competed pretty well. He ended up third in the Masters Division, first time he competed in the Old Man Division.
1: I think it's, uh, I don't think that's his first time. It's not? No. No, he competed. There was uh, at least one or two other ones that he oh, didn't okay. go to with us. I think that he was in the Masters. Masters. At he least was going to
0: compete open, and I mean, running for governor's kept him pretty busy, so he, yeah. he decided he didn't. Wasn't training as much as he wanted, dropped down to masters. And-
1: well, and I love how through the whole the whole contest he was wearing Kansas' strongest candidate shirt, which is wholly accurate. You know it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know nobody else is moving that amount of weight. Not necessarily that means that just because you do that, it means that you're going to be a good politician. But it was really cool to see like him wear that shirt and then also prove it as well it was cool. They yeah. had a booth set up there. His wife was there and everything.
0: Yep. And he he introduced me to Jeff actually and said, "Hey, if you guys want if you want to talk cannabis with somebody, this is your guy so that was kind of a, a cool little compliment that Seth Seth gave me with that deal yeah,
1: so' <clears throat> we'll come to find out he was also pro cannabis as well mm-hmm. so
0: yep, he's a Republican um but he's pretty moderate, and so the Democrats just decided we're like we're good with you, so we're not going to run anybody against you pretty much, which is cool and you know like I wish there was more of that you know um where sides can agree on that kind of thing you know like this guy is in it for the best interests of both sides you know his policies might not align the same on both sides but overall he's like for the people you know and uh wish there was more of that so maybe someday i'll make a run at it
1: um so also real quick on the gym so the gym is in ellsworth kansas it's in the ellsworth Cowtown plaza and the guy that runs it, again, his name is Chris Rios, which is R-I-O-S. And if you ever want to reach out to him, it's Ellsworth Strength Center at gmail.com. The phone number he has listed on the meet, the reason I'm sharing this is because it's on the internet, so it's publicly available, uh, is 785-820-6851. Um, Chris is just all around generally like real nice guy, good guy, um, competed many times, like he understands that. He understands how to train as well. He had a couple of athletes in the contest himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so, you know, definitely check it out if you're in the area or if you're looking for somewhere that's in your area, then maybe you don't have access to some of the equipment because he's got logs and uh, dumbbells and obviously the Hercules hold, which I have not seen in any other gym. Uh, You know, we, we mimicked it in our gym with some, you know, cables and stuff like that, but. But Still not even close to the same no. as
0: what that was.
1: Well, I actually, was, I was a little worried at first.
0: Like, I was like, shit, this looks dangerous. You know, I mean, it was it was like those things slammed down on the ground around the um, bounce pads. And I mean, it,
1: it was loud. You, you definitely don't want to be under it. There no. Were, there were a couple of times that it did scare me, like when I was close to it. I mean, not that I felt like I was going to get hurt. Like, that's not what I meant. But just the noise of that. Coming down and those chains banging against it and everything it was it was pretty loud it, and it actually scared me a couple of times when well, I was well, the ho was
0: i mean when it hit the ground, it was loud too, you know, and it hit hard it wasn't on concrete, but it was on those like three quarter inch rubber pads, and I mean it put holes in those rubber pads
1: yeah well what uh how how big do you think that pipe was was that a five inch pipe looked like five mm, six six
0: inch eight maybe i mean it was it was big, I, I, I but it was and it was like uh
1: Three eighths inch thick metal. I don't think it was eight because our smaller. Oh shit! It might have been eight because I was thinking of our smaller log that we have in the gym. It mm-hmm. might have been eight. It was big. Yeah, but it was
0: three eighths wall and big
1: and freaking heavy.
0: It was. It was a beast.
1: I can't imagine whatever implement that is that it was very very cheap mm-hmm. with with as much steel was there.
0: Yep, yeah. I mean it's got those two pillars on the side and they're pretty heavy. Base that's mil- built out of uh, square tubing and um, oh, it's got, got some a of the diamond, diamond plate. plate. Yeah, yeah.
1: Did, didn't you guys end up having to put some sandbags, sandbags just on to it keep for it from weight. just to keep it from like swinging side to side or whatever? Yeah, like it would hit or the walking. ground and want to pop up, and so we put some
0: the heavy sandbags on it. The two hundred and fifty and the
1: that seemed to help. Yeah,
0: it still moved over
1: time, just like half inch at a time. It was moving. Well, i was just curious of uh, – did you did you hear any feedback from any of the athletes that you were talking to or anything about how things were going or any concerns they had or anything like that? Um, The biggest thing was like
0: and, – and to me it would have been the same on that Hercules hold. Like it
1: had been tough to get
0: a good – like with having two different variables of people releasing it on both yep, sides. Right. You know, like it would have been tough to have all the weight on both arms at the same time, you know. And so, like, I mean it was pretty – Important the spotters were paying attention to each other and this and that, and um, I would say that was probably difficult, something that was not spectacular. Um, but I, I mean, how else do you do it? You know, yeah, I mean, it's not like we're like it's not the world's strongest man, Yeah. It's, or something. It's not the Shaw classic where we can have hydraulic cylinders a, a freaking, that are pushing these up and releasing, and
1: or a freaking car that was on the did you see that? The, they were like pressing a car, yeah, it was pretty cool, yeah. I thought that was pretty, like a forward, like Edge or something like yeah. that. Explore. Um, one other thing on that on the Hercules Hold, those grips, they were like they had the the hand hold that spins freely. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it would have made a difference where the hand holds were like static, you know, instead of the being the ones that like spin in your hand that have like those knurled edges. Yeah, just having it being static, I think I think you could have gotten a better grip where it wouldn't have, like wanted to rotate in your hand so much. Yeah, where you could have gotten a more solid grip rather than those rotating ones. I mean, I don't know that I've never done it before, but just to me, it seems like you're trying to get set. And now suddenly you have this like play where your wrist can freely kind of like move back and forth. That doesn't seem like that'd be a good thing. Like once you're set, that's kind of where you want to stay.
0: Yeah. I mean like that's what Brian Shaw uses those when he's doing like um, any work with the cable machine, like where he wants to work grip. He's using those things. The ones with the spinny handles like that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that makes sense because it would be tougher. Yeah. In my opinion. So,
0: they but. just wanted to make it tougher, I guess. Um, another thing that I heard some complaints about was just the unevenness. Like when they were doing the pressing events and like yeah. kind of being downhill with your heels. That would have been difficult. And, uh, I mean, it could have been kind of dangerous. If you, I mean, because you're going to go over backwards, you know, and that's
1: 275 pounds above your head. And... Nothing to really catch you. And... Yeah, but the thing is with with strongman and stuff like that, like it's never really ideal. Yeah, it, no, no it's what. not. I mean, that's kind of the point behind some of that is just the you know me left heavy thing off ground. I mean, I get I get what you're saying, but I mean, it wasn't. I mean, look at it this way: if he'd tried to host it inside, there wouldn't have been enough room. Mm-hmm. I like, think they wouldn't have been able to do what they did.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could have done certain ones inside and outside, like we could have left the hercules hold inside and i have to hold that some bitch in now oh,
1: fuck man just one part of that was so heavy i can't imagine what the whole thing is together but um another one i heard was on like the the husafell stone and this wasn't anything that like chris could control but there was one point in there somewhere that like maybe a, a piece of a brick was missing or something so when you stepped on that part of the rubber mat it kind of gave just a little bit more but <clears throat> nobody like rolled their ankles or anything like that that Or or anything. They just said that when you're stepping there, you could just kind of feel the difference. Not that there was any. They had any safety concerns or anything like that. Yeah.
0: What did you think was like the coolest part of the day? (sighs) My favorite part was watching Patrick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Watching him was pretty cool. He's got is it was it cerebral palsy? Is that what? You know, I don't know. I, I saw a big scar. On the back of his head, yeah, kind of like for like surgery of some kind. But I, I, I don't want to comment because I don't know. I have yeah, no idea. I think it was
0: some sort of spinal something, and he's got some movement issues in his legs and this and that. And uh, I mean, I, I think I think Scott said it was cerebral palsy. And this dude was carrying a 200 pound who stone around. Yeah, and the crowd just, <clears> I mean, it gave me goosebumps. The people cheering for him and stuff. And then at the end of the day, you know, like when he gets his um, his trophy. I think it was his little brother, or cousin, or somebody came up. His there son. With, it, oh, it was yeah. his son. Scott said it was his son. His son went up there with him, and he gave it to his son, and his son had the biggest smile on his face. You know, it just made his son's day. And it's like, man, this this guy, like, he knows what it's all about, you know. And he, I mean, he busted his ass and just just to make his son's day, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I'd have to say the the coolest thing that I saw, at least from what what I would you know, term like the strength perspective was seeing that guy carrying. Cause he was, if I remember correctly, he was in either the middle or heavyweight, one of the two of the open class. Like he wasn't in super heavyweight who, um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Maybe if I see it here on the scoreboard, I'll know. But anyway, he, when he was doing the, um, when he was doing that, that duck walk and he almost ate it. Mm -hmm. And it was just like the, the, greatest save i've seen was in... it dalton maybe i don't even know i'd have to see because none of these names are looking familiar but um just just watching him save that because i was like because oh, i and then i started walking towards him with the measuring wheel because i was measuring the uh i was measuring the um like how far if they dropped it mm-hmm. with a measuring wheel i started walking over there and i was like oh okay never mind i guess i'll go back because i'm not going to be uh i'm not going to be measuring that one yeah and just to see him continue and, and pick it up was was really badass. Um, but uh, you know, like people like Marcus, it was interesting too because it was almost you know, like Scott or like uh, Seth's been busy, so he has he's been training, he's been in the gym, but um, you know he's been busy with a contest as well as like painting his house and all that other kind of stuff as well. So uh, just seeing, and then Marcus was having issues with changing a job and his kids moving away from him and stuff, and he said that he'd only. <clears throat> He'd only worked out like 3 times he said prior to this contest. Mm-hmm. Um and and he ended up uh, not placing too terribly badly either if I remember correct. Let me look. Yeah, he got 2nd. And so it's just interesting to see like all these different people from what i love about the sport all these different people different walks of life different things going on we
0: see the same i mean mostly the same people at these all these competitions you know there's there's new faces but there's a lot of familiar faces and it's really cool when everybody gets together and everybody's cheering each other on and even like like me and Stu would be in the same weight class you know and like we're friends and like if he's competing against me, like I'm cheering for him when he's out there and like, he's cheering for me, you know, and
1: but you also do a pretty good amount of shit talking from time to time. Yeah. Too, which is fun. Yeah,
0: it is. And I mean, like you and Marcus probably talk shit to each other. If you're competing against each other, you know?
1: Yeah, I certainly would. And he would talk it right back. Yeah. And you know, that's a part of the fun with,
0: though. with, uh, I feel like that strong man crew, it's just, it's just different. You know, like I feel like powerlifting might be similar. I don't know. I've never competed in powerlifting to me. Powerlifting seems a lot more strict. You know, there's a lot more rules and this and that. So I could see people being a lot more straight-laced than that. It's like uh, like the Tiger Woods meme where it's him and uh, what's his name?
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the old guy that's wearing like the multicolored suit. Well, I'm, uh, John, John Daly, yeah. right? John Daly.
0: Yep. It's like that Tiger Woods meme, you know. All spiffed up and proper and then you got... The strong man, which strong is John man. Daly. Yeah, the guys <laughs> with the beard and mullet and the cigarette hanging out of their mouth. Is Dude, that... I'm gonna
1: have to make that meme and put it on my Instagram now. I'll make sure to give you credit though. Yeah,
0: that's 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 what strong men are to me.
1: Yeah, powerlifting is Tiger Woods, and then that the John really, Daly Really, it's like
0: man. powerlifting, CrossFit, bodybuilders, and then strongmen, <laughs> You know,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think CrossFit, with their weird way they do pull ups and shit, would probably be in the John Daly category.
0: No, they look down on us, just like. Any other ones would?
1: Well, I meant like purely aesthetically, as far as like the sport itself, like the things they do. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on that one.
0: They're they're trying to take pages out of our book. <laughs> They've been doing. They did last year at the CrossFit Games. They did a who's fell carry,
1: a lighter right. one. Oh yeah. Uh, this
0: year they did. Uh, what was it? I think it was sandbag to shoulder yeah the crossfit games
1: i've seen those um i don't know man crossfit's just weird to me where you're like just trying to like pr every day it just is weird nothing makes sense it's hard Um, on your body but i mean i guess again it's like when you're comparing goals you know see taking taking somebody that can run you know tons of or a long distance or something and then uh Comparing them to a strongman is like apples to oranges. It's the same thing if CrossFit or any other sport or even people inside of strongman. Like for for you, like you you have those aspirations to go to nationals, mm-hmm. to to want a place high and something like that. And that's not like my overall long term goal. All all the contests are for me is just something to help motivate me to keep staying in the gym for the next thing. And if I get a podium or something out of it too, like fantastic. So but if you would
0: qualify for Nationals, would you go?
1: No, probably not? not. I don't know. Just it's – I'm a dad with three kids, and it's expensive. And
0: It's not going to be that bad next year. It's going to be in Dallas.
1: Yeah. Um, it's You're going to come watch me anyways. And uh, I don't know about that. We'll have to see because <laughs> uh, you haven't qualified yet. I was going to say i got to qualify <laughs> first. Uh, oh, and before we before we wrap it up on just that specific topic, I don't know if there's more you wanted to talk about or things you would thought about. Yeah. Um, because we're recording two podcasts today because we're actually planning ahead for once. Maybe. Rather than. Yeah, I
0: kind of had this thought that I want to do an instant reaction of my competition next what? weekend.
1: You want me to like record over Zoom or whatever like, yeah, like we did we with did. you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Like, like
0: that next Sunday, do a little reaction that evening to it when I'm not hungover anymore.
1: Oh, quick. <laughs> anyway, uh, also a quick shout out to the other helpers. There was Adam Watts. Um, there Or excuse me, Aaron Watts, Adam Boyer. Chris obviously ran it, Matt Tyler, who was a judge, uh Nate and I, Rachel Waterhouse, as well as Felicia, and there was another younger kid jace. named jace, and uh he did a real excellent job of just kind of running around and also you even carrying you know heavy plates and stuff from time to time, and I don't know, um like he he and uh Adam, yeah, he and Adam were like messing with each other, so I don't know if that was like Adam's son or if that was like Adam's little brother. Cause I mean, Adam seems pretty young to me to have a, he's older than me. Kid he's between
0: old. me and you. I would guess he's like right at after. Oh,
1: okay. So it could probably potentially be his son. Um, cause they, they were messing with each other. But, uh, so thanks to everybody that came out to help. I mean, it was a, it was a lot of fun and it was really cool to see everybody and seeing, seeing guys like, uh, Rusty McCauley, like on just out of the blue. Like I didn't expect him to be there. I mean, that was a pretty small contest. I mean, I know he was there cheering on Stu and, you know, stuff like that, but I didn't... And he had ex- some other
0: guys that competed, too, I think. Yeah,
1: but I didn't expect to see him, was what I was getting at. And it was just really great to see him. Uh, always fun to see Rusty. Chuck was there for a little bit, too. So, oh, I didn't see him.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just... I was running back and forth and saw him there for a second. And, but he's from Salina, isn't he? He must have just stopped through on his way or something.
1: I don't that know. could be. Well, and then uh, Scott was there, too, uh, obviously, since he, you know, chewed Felicia and I out. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Um... You know, it was kind of. He was actually kind of sitting in the background. He didn't really like. He helped carry stuff in at the end. Yeah. But seeing him like get he get in the middle of anything, he didn't other than chewing Felicia and I out. But he did that because he's training Felicia, so he's Felicia's coach. Yeah. So he was doing some coaching. Coaching the coach. <laughs> um. But I I must say that I had a good time, and like Nate said, it was it was definitely good to kind of see that side. And and the reason that I did it was actually because of Scott. Um, uh, when he was telling, he was telling me one, Nick, you know, you've spent enough time in novice, you need to start challenging yourself. Otherwise you're never going to progress. So mm-hmm. that's why I was looking at going into open. And also he told all of us at the strongman seminar in Sterling, like, Hey, don't always just compete in a contest, help with it. Like yeah. helpers are a big deal. Like we really need them. We're always running short on them. And he's like, so definitely help and so right after that is when i messaged chris and said hey i'll be there like i didn't even ask because i knew that he was gonna be like hell yes
0: yeah i just told him after kansas strongest man that one day when we were all there um told him i'd help him out um which even after kansas strongest man like that was a that was a tough competition and not i think some helpers dipped or something from that one I mean you ended up helping clean up a lot of that shit, yeah. And there was some top and, and
1: my and well, and I guess my was there, like with the contest helping out too. Yeah, um, I forgot to mention her, and that's my bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Kansas Strongest we ended up moving a lot of that. Well, granted, we had to move all of it from the mall back, back to, to Scott's gym. Scott's gym, whereas at least this was just on the street out front, so we were just carrying it inside yeah. and being done with it. But um, <clears throat> I also would say the. Uh, real quick, I wanted to think about carrying things. Those those Revis sandbags, all but one of them, <clears throat> held up really well. And it was the the place that it broke was at the stitching when we on were, the zipper there. Yeah, yeah, when we were doing that. So you know they they held up to to repeated you know drops on the ground over and over and over and over that day. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give a shout out to them. Um, you know, and then also that uh, I, I'm assuming that Ammonomics i'm probably saying it wrong amona amononomics the hercules hold sponsor i don't know if do they make do you think they make that Her- hercules hold or do they just make like inhalants and stuff let's look at their website real quick and see i think they
0: do pre-workouts hey there you go it's already been made
1: oh damn did you steal that idea or did you come up with it on your own He's talking about the John Daly Tiger Woods meme. He just showed it to me on his phone. Probably
0: seen this and didn't realize I'd seen it. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. Brian actually shared it to all of us. Brian Her,
1: uh, uh. yeah. So they basically yeah, you're right, they do um they do pre workouts. And what is this? The incinerate. I'm assuming that's gonna be a uh what do they call those thermo thermogenics or whatever
0: mhm
1: wow that isn't all right uh a- people if you are listening to this podcast um whoever did your product pictures uh fire them and find someone else to do it not only that but when they edited the photos they did not do a good job goodness gracious i can't even read what your label says on yeah, and there's no way for me to click and zoom in. So if you're hearing that, that's a bad thing. If you want people to watch to buy your products, just throwing that out there. I'm <laughs> um, not trying to talk shit; just trying to help you out because I'm just sitting here looking and I'm trying to talk about this in my podcast, and I can't even see the stuff or what's in it or anything like that. And there's no, no product description or anything. Wow. Uh, get with Nate Hyatt. Um, he knows some people that does what does web development. They could probably help you out. Yeah. Um, there's lots of them out
0: there. There's lots of people that are real good. at
1: that. That's something
0: that we're working on with our website because we've had, oh, last, in July, we had like 2,200. Like, people visit the website and only had like 10 sales off of it. So there's something wrong with our conversion rate. And, um, it's amazing. You know, we were talking to our website lady, and she said, just little things here and there, like you change a picture, and you could have a bump in 5%, you know, in that conversion rate. Or it's rearranged where your products pop up or this and that. And it's, um, something actually my sister, she started working at the store and she's got her marketing degree. And that's something, um, that she's going to, um, try to, uh, really take on her and the website lady. are going to work together on that and excited to see what she can do there. And I think, uh, I think it will be a good fit for her. She's a uh, wired similar to me and, um, my dad thinks she's gonna be the golden ticket. I said, "Dad, she's only the golden ticket if we make her the golden ticket."
1: You hear that? He's, he's saying he's saying you're not, Lauren. He's saying you're not. He's got to make you that way. We've. I mean, she prove him wrong. We've. Uh, yes. Me and
0: her have had that conversation, and I was like, <laughs> "Dad expects this out of you." I was like, "I'm not gonna expect that." Like, I mean, you can be that. You can be like mine and mom and dad's way out. I was like, but I don't expect it overnight, you know. Yeah, I, it's gonna take work to get you there from us and from you, you know. And so, I don't know, I'm excited about it.
1: I, I will say, um, uh, there's one part down here at the bottom of the homepage on this, uh, ammonomics thing that says, uh, like it's basically like a dosing guidelines and it says little pick me up quarter scoop, intense energy half scoop, full on good shit. Full scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Caffeine warning on there. So there is a little bit more product description on the homepage, but that's just a weird... I mean, it's not my company, but that's a weird place to put it. You know, most people are going to click and want to know, like, what's in that specific product, right? Mm-hmm. But it, there is some stuff on the, the homepage yeah. there. And some decent, bit, decent pictures of, like, one of the canisters. But, yeah, I would definitely work on that. Not that you care, but... Uh, they did not, so the whole, we got off subject there, the whole thing is they did not make the Hercules hold. They must have just sponsored it. Um, and now I'm curious of, like, who makes the Hercules hold. Which I don't know. Deep water Hercules hold? I don't know if that's it. That's from, like, 2017, so I don't think that's it. But, uh, I'm just curious. I want to know how who makes it and how much... Like how much it goes, or how, how much it weighs? I mean, I, I guess if you know how much it weighs, they probably would have put that on the thing instead of just saying heavy, right? Yeah, probably just wasted time well, at this point. It's
0: it's hard to figure that out since it's at the pivot on the bottom,
1: too. Oh, you know, like well, and also because the higher the cha- up the you get with that, places.
0: the higher up you get with that, you know, like the less weight's actually going to be in your arms, and it's just a hard, it'd be a tough formula to figure out. It could be done, but it would not be easy. And like you said, the chains can be hooked on at like five different spots and you can hook the weights up higher and lower on that thing. And so there's just a lot of yeah. different variables to show how much weight's actually on your hands there.
1: That's true. So that's, uh, that's basically the breakdown of the, uh, the Ellsworth, uh, countdown it was fun. shootout strongman. It was fun whistles. to help. Fun. I
0: would, uh, I'll definitely help out again and with more and, um, I don't know, you know, it's it's a whole different aspect when they're helping and there's bullshit and you don't have to deal with, like, being, I mean, you get to just see how everybody else does their thing, you know, and how they get ready. And you can get ideas on different techniques and you listen to the coaches and, I don't know, it's just, just different to observe, I feel like, not necessarily... Observing from the side, you know, like just watching, but observing like, I mean, you're right in the middle of it, you know, like the coach is like talking through you to their athlete, basically when you're standing there helping judge and this and that. And that was cool to me seeing those different, um, how everybody competes differently, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, the, uh, so again, it was the Ellsworth Cowtown Strongman Shootout and that's run by Chris Rios. Again, Ellsworth Strong, Strength Center at gmail.com or 785-820-6851 if you have any questions on that. Also another shout out to Chris is uh the shirts were amazing. There's some quality ass shirts.
0: And the biscuits and gravy he bought us.
1: The biscuits and oh yeah, I forgot about that. He Thank bought you. us
0: biscuits and gravy and yeah, coffee that out. morning and yeah. that was that was nice. You yeah. know, a lot of times you don't get a whole lot for helping out. And I think more and more people are starting to Well
1: Adam do that. was saying that's the most I've ever been paid to help out with a strong man was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some biscuits and gravy, but they were good. Um, he says they're the best he's ever had. I, I can't say they're the best I've ever had, but they are damn good. Yep, like they are, are definitely up there. Um, so thanks for taking the time to listen to the podcast, everyone. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. We're humbled about that. Thanks again. Uh, just leave us a rating review and a share. If you really liked the podcast, if you didn't don't share it, you understand. And if you, leave us a review and it's something negative, like give us the negative review and we will definitely work on our best to try to change that. Mm-hmm. You can check us out on Instagram at the higher points on Facebook at the higher points podcast and at our website, www.thehigherpoints.com. higher com. We'll catch up with you guys next time.
0: One last thing. If anybody wants to train strong, man, or just try it or work out, you know, you can message us. And if you're close to one of these other gyms, we can hook you up with these coaches that are close to you. And if it's something you want to try, just reach out, you know. It's been really good for me, you know. It's helped my, my mental game and stay sharp and this and that and my competitive edge, like, help fill that. So, if you guys just uh, ever just have that itch, you know, just reach out and we'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, so. or,
1: or your gym doesn't have something. Like, say, you know, like, I think I think to me, logs and circus dumbbells and things like that are kind of a little getting to be more common of things that you aren't common that you don't see in gyms are like atlas stones mm-hmm. so also if you're looking to train on a specific piece of equipment we probably know somebody or we may have it ourselves at our gym because we just we just got a yoke we've got atlas stones we got that stuff so we'd be more than happy to try to set you up for success sure would so again on that note thanks for taking the time we'll catch up with you guys next time bye guys